outstanding ovation here. Let's go to our ring announcer. Welcome to the show that brings you all things nostalgia in the world of professional wrestling. It is now time to go beyond the bell. Welcome, old school wrestling fans. The time is now. It has arrived. No, I'm not talking about John Cena. This is WrestleMania weekend. John Cena, you could say, in a sense, since he's in the main event against The Rock for the WWE Championship. But WrestleMania weekend, or should we say now WrestleMania week, has arrived. And I'm your host, ring announcer, Sean Beckerman, back with you to bring you typically all things retro and wrestling. Tonight, a very special edition as we fast forward to the present day and WrestleMania 29 in the New York, New Jersey area. As of this initial recording, it is Thursday, the week of WrestleMania, and this is when the festivities start, my friends. Really, you could say they started right after Monday Night Raw this past Monday night as they lead in, as as pictures flooded the internet of the already built, or halfway built, should we say, WrestleMania set at MetLife Stadium. So this week-long process concludes, you could say, as the festivities officially begin on Thursday as Access debuts and opens up. But tonight I'll be attending uh, some independent wrestling events around the area leading into Friday night for PWS Pro Wrestling Syndicate. So much is going on this weekend, and I cannot wait to bring it to you fans. This will be a a pseudo-documentary, a diary, should I say, of WrestleMania weekend and what it's like to be a fan present during the biggest event of the year. The big time leads up from Saturday on, you could say, as WrestleMania access continues on, leading into the 2013 WWE Hall of Fame Saturday night. So fans, buckle up. It's going to be a bumpy ride for WrestleMania weekend on Beyond the Bell. Another Keisha, nice to meet you, get the math, I'm gone. What am I supposed to do when a club lights come on? It's easy to be pumped, but it's harder to... Hey there, old school fans. Now heading out to Pro Wrestling Syndicate in North Jersey in preparation for WrestleMania weekend. Some big stars. Supposedly New Jack's final encounter, his final match as he's retiring, takes place at Pro Wrestling Syndicate. Special Commissioner Big Van Vader. I remember when I announced him what an experience that was. But heading now to Pro Wrestling Syndicate to continue on with WrestleMania weekend. Just you could tell the true fans, those hardcore fans, are out there for these events. And they are ready for WrestleMania. They're ready to watch professional wrestling. 
Don't forget Ring of Honor, of course. Evolve, Combat Zone Wrestling, which I'm associated with, also be having events this weekend, Friday into Saturday. So lots going on here in New York, New Jersey. Hulk Hogan's having a special Q&A hosted by ring announcer David Pinzer after a TNA house show. So, so much is going on, and we'll keep it here on Beyond the Bell and document the entire weekend. New York City, the Mecca, Madison Square Garden. From being in attendance at WrestleMania 1 to then attending WrestleMania 10, WrestleMania 20, the milestones of WrestleMania I've been lucky to be a part of. Madison Square Garden, New York City. Nothing can touch the world's most famous arena. Introducing the 2013 Class of the WWE Hall of Fame. Yeah. 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 Yeah.
crowds going crazy. They're getting ready to see the inductees of this year's class as the superstars fall into MSG, get pumped, get excited. We have some clips, some very short clips of the presentations and the speeches of the 2013 class. Enjoy those fans here on Beyond the Bell. Followed me down the entire length of the way, smashing into my face, causing significant damage to my already significantly damaged dental work. But I also had a large wound underneath my lip. And I thought to myself, you know, Mick, if you can find out a way to take your tongue, stick it through that wound, and wriggle it, it'll make for some pretty captivating television. Thank you. No one, no one ever saw the time when Paris Jr. did seem uh, like like I was smiling. And now the last person I'd like to mention, without whom none of the, none of this would have happened. Uh, I might be here on this very night, but I'd be out there watching instead of up here being inducted. Um, if anyone's ever said a bad word about this particular man, they they say it in private because I've I've never heard one. And uh, the person in question is The Undertaker. Uh, long before the Hell in the Cell, he, he put me on the map here uh, because he, he, he saw something in me. I, I'd known him from years before, and uh, he'd followed my career. I remember, like, when I was elsewhere, actually running behind. The Undertaker at that time, they had a, a real hearse for him to drive from town to town in. And I'd known, I'd known Undertaker since 1990. I'd known the late, great Paul Bearer. Since 1988, when he used to ask me to babysit his children so he and his wife could enjoy an evening out. And uh, I'll say that I had that done most fortunate of luck to have been in the right place at the, at the right time with absolutely the right guy and we achieved the, you know, the perfect wrestling scenario where both guys benefit from having been in the ring together. Uh, speaking of Paul Bearer, we had this custom every time we wrestled The Undertaker. I'd be out there in the ring first and then that music would hit and I, I'm going to look for guys who wrestled them and they're probably going to nod in agreement and Uncle Paul would JBL, you've been there many times. Uncle Paul would raise up his sleeve and he'd show me that his hair was standing on end and he had goosebumps and I would show him mine. And it was the most ominous feeling and so I want him to know, all of you to know, that never once did I take for granted how much he, his performances, his persona, and his work ethic. so many of the people sitting here tonight, but, but the business in general. So I'll be like all of you. I'll be on the edge of my seat wondering if the streak continues. Uh, the Undertaker, legend, I guess it goes without saying that he'll be up here uh, whenever he feels like it. And I'm going <laughs> to give you an in-depth conversation. Cena, this is how close we are. The Undertaker and I... Can you talk to us about the emotions you were feeling as you inducted McFoley? He's a great friend, a great person, and he's just done so much for the world of wrestling, you know. He's kept it up there in a, 
in a great light, you know, and I'm from a wrestling family. And I, I want somebody to come along and do exactly what Mick Foley is doing. He's making something special out of the wrestling business, and you can't beat that. Finally, can you tell us what your reaction was when you found out the news that you were going to be the one to induct him? Could not believe it. Uh, it just it, it, it touched my heart. It really did. You know, I've been in the profession for so many years and to still be around. And the re reason I am around a great deal of it is because of Mick Foley. I'm here. <laughs> yes, yes. I, actually, I'm here, like, literally here, like, at Madison Square Garden, because last time I was here, I was taking my final bow for my final Raw match right in the middle of this building. And uh, this time, here we are again. But, um, I got some blinging. The whole Hall of Fame evening, there's so much pressure. Um, you got to think about the dress and the, the shoes, the hair, it's got to be all just right. And the speech is obviously a huge part of it. And I was a little worried because, to be honest, guys, my career was shaped by so many people. So many people had an influence on my career. And so I have something, it might be a little cheesy, but it's kind of what I do. Um, so if you could, there's uh, Warren. Is Warren here? Yes, I don't know. Okay, um, so this is just a little something that I just jotted down a few notes. Um, so, in case you don't hear your name called tonight, please refer to the list below. Such an amazing night. The one takeaway, as you leave Madison Square Garden tonight, what's the one thing you're going to think back to? Um, I'm going to think about this extra accessory that I got now. Bling, hello. <laughs> that is a sharp ring. It's Seven-time women's champion. So you're accustomed to the, the, the spoils of success. This ring, though, obviously goes alongside all that. It's hard to decide which ring is, is more important. They're both equally important in my life. Really, these, this is my life. You know, my um, this is my life, and um, it means so much. You go into any industry, any career, and you wanna you wanna leave a mark. You wanna be you wanna leave an impression. And I feel this, you know, the nod from the WWE Hall of Fame means you made a difference, and I'm just thrilled with that. Hall of Famer Trish Stratus has a nice ring to it, right? I haven't said it yet. I'm gonna say hi. I'm Trish Stratus, WWE Hall of Famer. What? And when you can, when you can just look things and look right into the eyes of a storm and said, I don't care. I'm too determined to let anything stop me. That's why I look at him in that light. And that's why I'm proud of him. Because of Because of everything we've gone through and he ends up on this stage this night, what more can you say? And without further ado, a man that has defied the odds, a man that got over every hurdle, a man that is, to you guys, Mr. Five Time, but a man that is my brother.
tonight. Let's give it up for Booker T. Can you give it suckers? So you guys are there, though. But first and foremost, before we get this night started, I want to thank my brothers, all my sisters, showing up here tonight, being a part of this momentous occasion. I definitely got to thank my sister, uh, Billy, and my sister, Callie, for teaching me the game. <laughs> teaching me how to get through life. Got to thank them for that. It's only one thing that'll make this night complete for me. And it really did. I just been really good. be my, my mother. My mother was sitting there watching her son go to the Hall of Fame, but, but I'm content. I'm content that she's watching now as she's happy. But uh, just to follow up on something with my brother, my big brother Steve Ray, he's right, I followed him everywhere. And that is a true story. <laughs> I did fall out in the middle of the street crying. And uh, he didn't come back. But my brother, when I, when I first came home from TDC, the Texas Department of Correction, my brother, um, he, he told me he was going to help me find a job. And um, he only asked me one thing. He said, the only thing I ask you, Junior, is to do that job to the best of your ability to something else better come along, no matter what it is. And I told him I could do that. First job my brother helped me get was a security guard. <laughs> so what's gonna happen here? I wanna know if we're gonna see billionaire versus billionaire again, hair versus hair. Are we gonna get a little sense of redemption for you? Um, I don't know, I'm 67. Yes. Donald's <laughs> 60, whatever, you know, so <laughs> I have no idea, um, but it'll be interesting. Well, tonight we are here in New York. We've had three generations of McMahons call New York and Madison Square Garden home. How does it feel to be home for WrestleMania tomorrow? Actually, four generations from my four grandfather, generations. my dad, me, and of course, uh, you know, my family behind me. Yes. Um, it, it, this is huge, you know, and it's appropriate um, that uh, Diddy's song, Coming Home. It's very, very appropriate because this is where it all began, WrestleMania here in Madison Square Garden. And it's been all over the, the country, but to be able to come back home in that live stadium is a very, very special thing for me personally. <laughs> Good 
something, but Mr. Scullin's wife is sitting right there. He was my manager. She's beautiful. She gave me a hug in the back room. But I see X never rings. Mr. H, that's not funny to me. You're laughing. You got enough problems. I'm laughing too. I have a brother sitting over there. I wish he would stand up. WWE ring announcer Lillian Garcia tweeted that you were blowing the roof off of Madison Square Garden with your speech. What do you say to that? That's what I came here to do. I told myself that I was going to do that 30 years ago. That's how long I've been working and coming here. That's how long I've been dreaming about this situation to have things set up that I have with the WD right now. Like, I meant what I said, you never give up. There was great emotion and great passion in your speech. And when you took us through your journey to the Hall of Fame, it was really deep and meaningful. What stands out to you about the moments you spent out there on that stage? Um... The thing that stand, stood out the most is that how the people listened so intently and how they were very into what I was saying because Booker T did a bang-up job entertaining you, and I knew I was going to have a tough time following him. But you people were great. Thank you. Thank you very much. Thank you. Right. I want to thank Vince McMahon. Triple H for inviting me here this evening to celebrate all of you. Yeah. Wow, look at all these people here. Yeah. This place is packed. I'm asking myself, where were all of you when the movie came out last January? I can't believe it. <laughs> but anyway, let me just tell you, first of all, the congratulations on the inductees to the WWE Hall of Fame. These are all great, great wrestlers, great athletes. They're powerful. They're great inspirations. So I want to say thank you to all of them for all the great entertainment they've brought to us and all the great inspiration they've brought them. Let's give them a big, big hand. Such wonderful and great athletes. And also congratulations to Donald Trump. Your body slammed and all these other crazy things that you go through. After time and time and time, year after year after year, uh, you pay a price. And God knows I pay with you because after 25 years when I retired, I was, I was happy that that day had come because I had spent much too many years away. And now I, I look forward to being with my family, with my wife and my children and so forth. But unfortunately... I was hurting, I was hurting very, very bad because anybody who knows me from my era, I had some serious injuries and I was a guy who wouldn't even take an aspirin or any kind of a pain 
kill or anything like that. I just sucked it up as the old saying goes, and I kept them on. But I reached a point where I just felt like the body couldn't, couldn't continue. And it was time for me, and I, I had to start thinking of, uh, of, of getting out. But here again, I was such a very lucky guy. Because with all these injuries, and I was in pain 24 hours a day, happy to be home, but suffering all the time. And then, you know, I have, there are two gentlemen that are, they've come here from Pittsburgh. One of these gentlemen, he's involved with the uh, WWE and their wellness program and the drug testing and all that. A, a, a renowned uh, neurosurgeon, uh, a brilliant, brilliant man. And there's another gentleman here who's a great friend of mine that has been taking care of me for many, many years. He is a doctor, Dr. Frank Costa. These two gentlemen uh, worked miracles. They saved, I don't know how many lives with their magic because they're so great at what they do in the medical field. And uh, they made so much better quality of life for so many people. And when they took me on with all these things, I required uh, over maybe 10 or maybe 8 major, major surgeries but today I'm an old guy I'm almost 78 years old in a couple of months yeah. and because of these guys these men who are so gifted I, here I am, an old guy and I still train 6 days a week and I'm feeling great shape and the Hall of Fame is such a special night. It's become such a special part of the WrestleMania weekend and the events that make WrestleMania so special and why people look forward to this time of the year. Mick Foley going almost an hour in length with his induction. Terry Funk, brief. You know, short but good, very, very good introduction, uh, speaking about the 1998 King of the Ring and his shoes flying off, of course, Mick Foley's speech. He tailored it for WWE, he made a note on that on Twitter, so it wasn't going to be the complete induction of Mick, I think it could have gone almost two hours, if not even longer, three, four, we all read his book. You know, those that read his book, we know how Mick can be when speaking about his career, very thorough. Uh, Mick, an eloquent speaker, being an author... He made, a, made actually a quote towards Damian Sandow, how he has to try to impress him, of course. That went over well with the fans. Uh, Mick, very, very uh, entertaining of the speech, I, I would say. And all centered around mostly his WWE career. Talked about him breaking into the business. But, of course, focusing on the King of the Ring, Hell in the Cell. Uh, referring to the shoes being knocked off of Terry Funk by The Undertaker. But, Mick, great speech. It was very, very special to see that and witness Mick Foley being inducted into the Hall of Fame. Very special. Another great moment, Stevie Ray inducting his brother Booker T into the Hall of Fame. It's great to see Stevie Ray once again. He doesn't look any older. He doesn't look a day older. He looks great. And he had a great speech. It seemed like he wanted to break down a couple times, get very emotional and speaking about Booker and his career, going through the days in, in the Global Wrestling Federation leading up to of course, WCW, and Booker made a great, great point in his speech talking about how he wasn't supposed to win the TV title that night on, on Nitro when Rick Martel forgot his ring gear, and they went ahead with Booker as the champion. Great note by Booker on that. 
And of course, did the spin-a-rooney. Talked about King Booker. Great speech by Booker. Trish Stratus announcing that she's pregnant on the Hall of Fame. And one of the more memorable moments was when they, or the fans in attendance, should I say, booed Trish Stratus' husband as she dedicated part of her speech to him as they all booed Ron. As, of course, they took away Trish Stratus, you know, took away her innocence, marrying her, even though they were high school sweethearts. But, of course, the wrestling fans, of course, of WrestleMania weekend, but, of course, as the WrestleMania fans that attend WrestleMania weekend, they flip-flop their true marks for this business, do a complete 180 when she announces her pregnancy. They all chanted, Ron, 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 her husband's name, Ron, in the audience. Of course, only the WWE audience, only a professional wrestling audience can do a complete 180 on a person not even involved in the business. I experienced that firsthand, of course, coming out certain nights filling in for other ring announcers. I get booed out the building, and of course they'll do a 180 if they like my announcing. Only in professional wrestling. Maria Menounos' speech was uh, booed out the building, you could say, as it seemed to drag. She mentioned, like, Bob, she mentioned Bob Backlund's name every single moment. It's like every single sentence. She said, Bob Backlund this, Bob Backlund that. It may have been intentional, but poor girl was booed out the building by the MSG crowd. Bob Backlund's speech, what can you say? This era's version of the Iron Sheik induction speech, you could say. Flipping in and out of character, co incoherent at times, but went from the Bob Backlund to Mr. Backlund character, calling Triple H Mr. H, trying to push for a job for one of his trainees, Andrew Cabana, Cabana, I'm not sure how you say it. People were chanting for Colt Cabana instead of Mr. Andrew, but Bob was entertaining, hilarious, that Mr. Backlund character, who cannot love Mr. Bob Backlund? At one point, Mr. McMahon had to pull Backlund off stage because he was going long. You're talking almost past 11 o'clock now. It's time to still get Donald Trump in and, and Bruno. So McMahon walking up behind Backlund, pointing to the watch, saying, you know, get off stage there, Bob. Entertaining nonetheless. Donald's speech was short but sweet, Mr. McMahon gave a nice introduction. They went crazy for Vince, booed Donald out the building, and Donald making a challenge, the Don making a challenge to Vince McMahon at next year's WrestleMania. I don't know if anything will come out of that, but that was special and entertaining, to say the least. Then Bruno Sammartino. I'm not sure due to time restraints or time constraints that they cut his speech. It was a little over 20 minutes. People weren't, were expecting you know, an hour, hour and a half out of Bruno. I'm not sure because the whole Hall of Fame went long if Bruno had to cut his short, but the classy gentleman that he is, of course, 20-minute speech, cut it down, I'm sure, and got everybody home at a decent hour. But Arnold Schwarzenegger, great induction for Bruno. Joke of the night, you could say, by Arnold was two jokes, you could say. He said it was packed in here. Where were you when my movie came out last month? Of course, the crowd chanted for that. My poor Arnold imitation. Yeah, stop eating people's lunches. Who's your daddy? What does he do? Okay, I'll stop. Second joke that was great by Arnold was saying, I still lift over 400 pounds my age, 400 pounds. Then he said, yeah, I picked up Chris Christie out of his chair. That went over really well with the fans. That was a, a great joke by Arnold. Bruno Sammartino, what can you say about Bruno? Another sellout in Madison Square Garden, talking about his life, overcoming you know, the Nazi attacks, which I can sympathize with greatly. You know, the, and the history that, that Bruno's had, even before wrestling, almost dying, 
coming back, basically back to life, becoming the monster entertainer that he was. Bruno San Martino was the Hulk Hogan of his heyday. What a speech. His mitts, his hands are like mitts. Tremendous. Still looks to be in great shape. Still sounds like he did back in the 60s and 70s. He seemed to be truly honored to be inducted into the Hall of Fame, and it was a special night indeed. What does it mean for you to be here, to be a part of the Hurricane Sandy relief? Well, you know, I mean, I, I think it's special to all the superstars because uh, what, what we all realize is that our fans, uh, our, all of our success and all of our, uh, everything the, that the WWE is all about, the fans are responsible for that. I mean, if it weren't for our fans, uh, we wouldn't even exist. And so we, we realize that this is an opportunity. Some of our, some of our greatest fans are from right here in this area, and they were affected the most. And so this is our opportunity to show them how much we care about them, to show them how much we appreciate what they've done for us in the past. And, you know, it's not that often that you get a chance to come, turn around and do something for, again for somebody that's done something for you. So that's why it's important to all of, all of the WWE superstars. Excellent, excellent. Now let me ask you, the WWE 13 video game that came out, focuses a lot on the Attitude Error. Right. What is your favorite memory of the Attitude Error of WWE? Oh my goodness. Um, you know, I, we get asked that and, and our fans all the time say, boy, it's just uh, we remember the Attitude Error. And, and you know, I, I became I became known in, during the Attitude Era because I was such a fan of the Divas. And my, my fondest memories was a, a phrase that I termed or coined uh, referring to the Divas, uh, and it was puppies. And, and so that's, that's still my favorite uh, memory of the Attitude Era, all the lovely puppies that were uh, involved in the WWE at the time. Okay. Now, um, how have you seen the uh, WWE community grow in terms of gaming, like video gaming with like technology being so advanced? Oh my goodness, it's it's just been amazing. I mean, the the the, the popularity of, of the video games has grown. I, I think uh, as as the video game industry has grown. I mean, the games today are just so much more advanced than they were in the past. And and the, you know, I just spent just this past week. Uh, working on doing the voiceovers for WWE 14, and so it's and it's just going to be amazing. I mean, uh, I, we're we're doing more lines. Just me personally, we're doing more lines, and there's going to be so much more commentary along with all of the great moves and everything. So uh, the games just keep getting better and better, and and so the fans like them more and more. And uh, what advice would you give to anybody that's playing your character in the video game? Well, on the on the uh, on the new video game that's going to be coming out next, I don't know if I'm a playable character. Maybe a downloadable character, but um, uh, you know those video games are kind of are kind of uh, they're true to life. You know, I mean, uh, I, I don't I don't compete that much in the WWE and, and get in the ring that often. So if you know if you're gonna if you're gonna have me as a playable character, maybe you want to just uh, have me go against somebody that that doesn't have a, a joystick or whatever on the other side. Maybe just play by yourself and don't have anybody uh, oppose me, you know. That, and then that way you might get a couple of cheap wins with me. I don't know. Because I, I, I think my power rating is not that high right now. MetLife Stadium, WrestleMania 29, over 80,000, I heard, are anticipated for tonight's event. What can you say? This exemplifies WrestleMania. People are prepared, ready. They have their sweatshirts ready to go. As the sun goes down, the temperature's supposed to drop just a little, not too much, hopefully. 
but everyone's pumped. Rock Cena 2, Punk and The Undertaker, you name it. Tonight, WrestleMania is about to happen. The crowd is pumped. You can just tell that these are the diehard fans. Of course, there's some, you know, you mix in the seasonal fan, you could say, that just wants to come in and, and just enjoy for the WrestleMania atmosphere. But you have international fans here all across the globe. Goosebumps. You know, the, the set is awesome. The Empire State Building and the Brooklyn Bridge are the focal points of the entrance ramp. As I'm not sure if some of you saw Vince McMahon intro uh, via his Twitter account, uh, then connected to his YouTube video. Tremendous set, really showing the location that WrestleMania is hosted by. And then above the ring, you have the Statue of Liberty, as I used to call Miss Liberty when I was a young little Hulkamaniac. And just a great set all around. The vibes in the air. WrestleMania is here. Fans, I'll give you a synopsis of, of course, the big three matches of the evening and any monumental, there's my word, take a shot, events that happen during WrestleMania. Stay tuned, WrestleMania 29 from MetLife Stadium in East Rutherford, New Jersey. And of course, since I'm in MetLife Stadium, you got to say J-E-T-S, Jets, Jets, Jets. What a match between CM Punk and The Undertaker fans. Unbelievable. Just when you think The Undertaker's going to have a match that you know he's going to win no matter what. You know it's, it's inevitable that he still draws out a reaction from the crowd. They went absolutely crazy for the high spots in the, in the match. High spots meaning the near falls that took place. CM Punk, at one point the fans thought he was going to win. The initial first spot that got me was the GTS into kind of his the Undertaker's chest. You know, Taker falling back into the ropes, flipping him over, putting him into that quick tombstone pile driver for a two-count. Unbelievable, fans. Just the, the, the spots in the match from Punk doing old school himself, you know, protecting the Undertaker where, who knows, if, if at this point now in his career, if he could do that over-the-top rope dive, Paul Heyman blocking the Undertaker, Preventing him gaining tons of heat in the process, but what a match between the two. The crowd was hooked, fans. I can attest to that. They were in they were emotionally invested in this match. Punk made it work, wearing the Undertaker's colors of that gray and purple. Pseudo mind games from CM Punk in this match. Maybe Punk was trying to downplay the the importance or his feelings of the match, you know, feeling that he really didn't care about facing the Undertaker. Well, the match seemed like he sure cared as it was a four and a half star, you know, four and a quarter star match easily, I believe. And I think quite possibly the match of the night. Undertaker goes 21-0. The crowd was crazy. The 80,000 plus fans were nuts at MetLife Stadium as the Undertaker goes 21-0 at WrestleMania 29. I tell you one thing, fans, it's sad to see Brock Lesnar lose against Triple H, considering Brock signed a two-year extension with WWE. Kind of shocking. Well, not really, if, you know, Triple H, his career is on the line. But what do you do with Lesnar now? How do you book Lesnar? Going forward, you try to 
to rebuild that monster status he had when he debuted last year, or re-debuted last year, uh, right the day after WrestleMania on Monday Night Raw. How do you rebuild to that monster character, that F5 Cena? Now, he's basically one for three in his return matches, only beating Triple H at SummerSlam and losing to Cena and Triple H. Now, most recently, it just happened at WrestleMania 29. The crowd felt kind of dead in a sense. They were uh, coming off of that Punk Undertaker match, which was extraordinary, as I just mentioned. Um, a lot of us thought here that the uh, Tons of Funk six-man, or I'm sorry, the eight-person tag match would be next to do a buffer in between you know, these big-time matches, or maybe after, maybe it'll take place after the Triple H uh, Lesnar match coming up, but um, still waiting to see what the next match is leading up now to the Rock Cena match, which we know is going to end the show. But overall, you can say, maybe a little disappointing. It seemed that Brock was not himself after, you know, a few minutes into the match. You know, he had to get, get I think, regain his composure, I'd say. I'm not sure if he was winded or what the case may be. Uh, we noticed that Triple H had this white stuff on his stomach that from coming out from the entranceway. Maybe it's something that had to do with the, uh, the fog, the mist the, you know, that was coming out of that skull, that He-Man-looked skull that he was coming out. Um, they had to wipe it off very quickly as he was coming down the ramp. Not sure if they got that on, on camera, but nevertheless, a, mo- a monumental match. Okay, I'm saying once again, take a shot between Lesnar and Triple H at Mania, but didn't really live up to the hype. We're getting ready now, hopefully for the main event coming up shortly, maybe one match in between Rock versus Cena. I'm looking at the clock right now. I'm not sure how they're going to fit another match in between, but Rock Cena 2 coming your way at WrestleMania 29. Ladies and gentlemen, WrestleMania 29 is in the books. John Cena regains the WWE Championship, defeating The Rock in the main event of WrestleMania. MetLife Stadium was rocking Everyone was stoked for WrestleMania weekend since the beginning. The last two matches after they met Brock you know, and Triple H and then Rock and Cena, predictable. You know, I think a few of us were hoping for Brock to gain the victory over Triple H to advance the storyline of what will Triple H do now in the ring in terms of his career being over. You know, will he head full-time to being you know, backstage? But and, 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 of course, promoting Brock as this monster. But, unfortunately, like, like, like I just mentioned... That was not to be. And once again, we, we knew that Cena, this match was designed for Cena to get his redemption. The theme of the match was redemption for Cena. Um, up and down match between the two. Yeah, the Rock looked winded, of course. It's hard. I mean, I'm not going to critique the guy. The guy's in phenomenal shape, a monster. But it's hard to just jump back into it after being out for so, so long. Chris Jericho, he's a beast in itself, thanks thanks to DDP Yoga. But The Rock put, I think, a decent match between the two. The crowd, it's hard to, I'm not sure how it'll come across, you know, on the DVD and then on television, but because the crowd, when you deal with an open-air stadium, you have the sound escapes, you could say, through the, through the lack of the roof, of course. So... Not sure how loud it sounds to fans, I guess, when you're so pumped for the Punk-Undertaker match, 
Then you sit through the, the Triple H Brock match. Remember, these fans have been here. We've been here for over five hours now going on watching WWE. So the fatigue may wear into it. It's getting cold as the temperature drops. But what stood up in my mind, or stood out, should I, I should say, in my mind was the the at the end, you could say, of the match... They, they hug, you know, some fans boot, of course, they wanted, they didn't want to see that, they wanted to see the heel turn, of course, but when they went up to the ramp, and The Rock raised his hand, and they both had their arms raised, and The Rock pointed over to Cena, uh, the image of those two next to each other, of course, a historic visual, but in my mind, it triggered to WrestleMania 18, when The Rock took on Hulk Hogan, or Hollywood Hogan, and The Rock defeating Hogan, and both of them were at, at the top of the ramp, and the same thing was done, and The Rock, or should I say Hogan, pointed over to The Rock as this is the guy, this is the next guy, and The Rock was able to do that to John Cena. So that was something that was special, I would say, and my word, monumental. So fans, that wraps up WrestleMania 29. To give an overall recap, okay show. You know, the crowd was hoping for... Some, when you when you go to a WrestleMania, you hope to see some change. The beginning of a new era in the WWE. And all we saw, really, was not the beginning of a new era, but I guess the resurgence of a similar or, or current era in John Cena once again becoming WWE Champion. Of course, it's a new title for him to hold, new design, but again, the champ is here. You know, the usual shtick by Cena as he is now, once again, WWE Champion. I guess the fans were hoping maybe for a Ziggler run-in, you know, cashing in the Money in the Bank briefcase to see some light or some new blood in the WWE title picture, or even in the generation of new storylines. But it's a mark over 80,000 here in MetLife Stadium. They were hoping for 80,000. They got over 80,000. Just, it's hard to describe the mass of people in one arena all celebrating professional wrestling. What a night. What a night to cap off WrestleMania weekend and WrestleMania week. And it'll lead us into now Monday Night Raw. Quite possibly, it's you could say, the first or second biggest Raw of the year. Technically, you could say the new year for professional wrestling starts tomorrow night on Raw. And the crowd's going to be pumped, as we know from last year, with the Yes Chance. And I'm excited from the Islet Center. Monday Night Raw... And we'll take you there, coming up next on Beyond the Bell, WrestleMania 29 in the books. Sean Beckerman signing off, and I'll see you now on Monday night. Wow. Wow, is all I can say, old school fans. This crowd that you heard on Monday night is one for the books. This is your prototypical, hardcore, die-hard Smart Mark, Smart, whatever you want to call it, your that type of wrestling fan was filled. Sixteen thousand of those fans filled the Izod Center. The crowd was crazy. You could say they were having the WrestleMania hangover leading into Monday Night Raw. This crowd did not care what the WWE and Vince McMahon wanted to push on you, who to cheer, who to boo. They were going to do what they wanted to do, and they certainly did that. I cannot believe the chance that we heard tonight. The first note was my man Justin Roberts announcing that The Rock will not be at the arena tonight. Uh, there were rumors running around that he did suffer injuries. You know, I don't want to doubt the legitimacy, 
the actual legitimacy of those injuries. But, of course, The Rock would be there if he could. You know, he doesn't want to leave on a sour note or, you could say, a losing note at WrestleMania. So I'm sure we'll see him back. And I guess maybe they had a tie-in with him and Brock. That's why we didn't see Lesnar on the show tonight either. Smart move to keep CM Punk off because the fans would have went crazy for Punk tonight. And it would have really put a put a little hamper in his heel, his current heel run. The crowd booed Cena. The only cheer they gave him was when he was doing his little dancing moves. They were booing him like crazy until he said, How about the heel turn? And, of course, the fans popped for that. But do I have to mention, of course, the various chants that went over throughout the entire evening. I feel bad for Randy Orton and Sheamus. The crowd was crazy with chants from Mike Kyoto to JBL to Jerry Lawler to Michael Cole, Randy Savage to We Are Awesome. And who can forget, no one will ever forget, the entire crowd breaking into singing Fandango's theme song. I cannot believe it. Fandango's theme song being played by the fans, being sung by the fans on Monday Night Raw. Now, I will save this Raw on my DVR so I can go back and listen to it. Or should I say watch and listen to it just to hear the chance that you kind of miss at certain times. But the crowd went absolutely crazy for Dolph Ziggler cashing in the money in the bank. I predicted it for the previous night at WrestleMania, I was hoping. But instead, the crowd went nuts when Ziggler's music hit. There was a lull in the crowd. They were kind of waiting. They were all standing up watching the entranceway, waiting for it to happen. They, you kind of felt it was going to happen. And then when his music hit, I'm here to show the world, the crowd flipped. It was almost Austin-level pop of how excited they were to see Ziggler cash in and finally win. Plus, they caused drama in the match. You were wondering, is Ziggler going to cash in and then lose? What's going to happen? Is it After all this time, all, all this effort, lose the, the chance, just like John Cena did, and not cash in successfully? They built up some great drama, but the crowd went crazy when he broke that arm, the you know, the the Del Rio uh, submission hold, his armbar submission hold. The crowd went nuts for that, and then when Ziggler hit the zigzag to win the title, the crowd it was they burst out of joy. From that point on, the crowd didn't care what was happening; they were gonna have fun no matter what and chant whatever they wanted. I can I had goosebumps for very few moments. In, uh, in my life, being a fan, or should I say, for very special moments, I get goosebumps for. And tonight, throughout at the halfway to three quarters of the show, I had goosebumps on my arm just listening to this crowd. Just love and enjoy wrestling. Even when the show went off the air, Cena led the crowd into the Fandango theme song chant. Even leaving the arena and, and going out to the transportation, the crowd was singing Fandango's theme. That is the level of camaraderie and togetherness, and you feel like a, a group, you know, a, a special group of, of people together that share this bond of love for professional wrestling. That was definitely shown on Monday night. Congratulations to Dolph Ziggler, John Cena, of course, for, for winning the WWE title at WrestleMania, Ziggler for winning the World Heavyweight Championship on Raw tonight. Um, who knows what's going to happen with Ryback, if it's going to be a heel turn or not. This year's, I guess, Yes chant has now been the Fandango theme. So what a night on Monday Night Raw. We'll never, ever forget it. And it's, it was this big of a Raw that I don't won't be surprised if they throw this Raw onto the DVD set like they did two years ago when The Rock challenged Cena to a match at WrestleMania. They added that Raw to the DVD. I will not be surprised if they added this Raw over, you know, onto the DVD set 
with the Hall of Fame for WrestleMania 29. Promotional consideration paid for by the following. WrestleManiacs, it's time to thank the sponsors of Beyond the Bell. They help bring your pro wrestling nostalgia podcast to you each and every week. Barber Shop Window, the place that makes wrestling t-shirts cool again to wear. Yes, you could wear a wrestling t-shirt out in public. They release brand new shirts every single week. Brand new designs, you name it, they carry it. They are hip, they are cool, no joke. We're talking WrestleMania season, and of course the stars of WrestleMania, past, present, and quite possibly future, are represented as well at Barbershop Window. One of my personal favorite designs is the Big Boss Man t-shirt, who of course would not want to wear a t-shirt that looks like the Big Boss Man's baby blue shirt. Gotta love it. Not to mention, you can get the Akeem t-shirt. You can make the Twin Towers at Barbershop Window. Follow them at B-Shop Window on Twitter and go to BarbershopWindow.com now and make your wrestling wardrobe cool again. SNSRadioNetwork.com Your home for everything related to professional wrestling, mixed martial arts, video gaming, and sci-fi. Get all the latest news and listen to innovative audio released daily. The network is anchored by the two flagship shows, Wrestling News Live and Sunday Night Showdown. They cover every pay-per-view. The talented hosts of SNS Radio Network cover it all. So go to SNSRadioNetwork.com now. If you're not listening, you're not trying. Ringannouncing.com, your home for WrestleMania Month here at Beyond the Bell. It's the home of the future of ring announcing, Sean Beckerman. You can watch the latest videos and demo reels of ring announcer Sean Beckerman on the independent wrestling scene. Go now to ringannouncing.com and celebrate 29 years of WrestleMania during WrestleMania month at Beyond the Bell. Combat Zone Wrestling on DVD. The ultra-violent wrestling promotion can be seen on your TV or on your computer, smartphone, or tablet. You can purchase all CZW ultra-violent events. Stream them live straight on your desktop computer at czwrestling.com. Get ready to get ultra-violent with CZW. The NWA, the National Wrestling Alliance. Tried, tested, honored, and of course, revered. You can catch the NWA nationwide through multiple affiliates from coast to coast. Check out the Talk NWA podcast. The NWA, history, tradition, and respect. Go to nwawrestling.org now. Preserving tradition and blazing new paths. Squared Circle Media, Jerome Willen brings you a forum for the fans. SquaredCircleMedia.net gives wrestling fans a voice. You can post your opinions and thoughts on what's happening today in the world of wrestling. Join the conversation at Pro Wrestling Ringside on Blogspot. Share your opinions now. Connect socially to Beyond the Bell via Twitter and tell at Sean Beckerman. Become a fan of Beyond the Bell on Facebook under the BTB 
fan page. All audio and video clips can be seen under the YouTube channel Ring Announcing for Beyond the Bell. You can download all of the archive shows at ringannouncing.com as well as snsradionetwork.com. You smartphone users download all archive shows directly via iTunes, the Stitcher app, and TuneIn Radio. You can catch new episodes of Beyond the Bell every Monday night, each and every week. Like the SNS Radio Network, if you're not listening, you're not trying. Want to become a sponsor of Beyond the Bell? Contact us at btbwrestling at gmail.com or beckerman at ringannouncing.com put under the title advertising. Join the Beyond the Bell revolution now as we go back to rewind and relive all things retro in wrestling, classic, old school, you name it, it's Beyond the Bell on the SNS Radio Network. This just capped off uh, such a great week and weekend from the from beginning of last Monday's Raw, leading into the entire week, leading up to Thursday night when all the independent shows started to take place, you know, and then WrestleCon, the great you know legends and stars that were there, um, able to, to speak with them again, and then, then going to the independent events, iPay-per-views from Aval, Pro Wrestling Syndicate, you know, Combat Zone Wrestling, you know, Ring of Honor with with, with the I can't believe the Briscoe family now holds the Briscoe family holds the ROH world title unbelievable and then seeing New Jack's final retirement match everyone everyone's celebrating Jerry Lynn when he retired you know a couple weeks ago in Minnesota just so much going on it's now a whole it's it's bigger than just the WWE this is the professional wrestling weekend especially with WrestleCon great to see some familiar friends and faces make some new contacts i'll be hopefully doing some new shows coming up uh in the, in the coming months into the summertime for ring announcing just able to explore and the people that came to me just to say sean we love the podcast uh i won't say it like colt podcast but it's great to, to see those that came to me and said we love beyond the bell keep doing what you're doing we love the old school capsules going over the 101 series so it was really great to hear that i'll talk more about that on our 100th edition of btb in just a couple weeks. So, um, to just to recap the entire week from the independent shows to WrestleCon to the iPay per views to even there was a TNA house show, which I, I wasn't able to go to, but I heard some great reports from the Hulk Hogan QA hosted by David Penzer um, you know, from pushing DDP yoga and then leading into Saturday with WWE Access, being able to, to experience that, then leading into the Hall of Fame in Madison Square Garden. Bruno Sammartino being inducted. What, what a moment that was! And then leading into WrestleMania 29, and then Monday Night Raw. What an entire week into the weekend! Truly, truly something special. And you don't really—it's amazing. You just look at it now and see how big WrestleMania has become. Where other entities outside of WWE want to capitalize, and it's smart to do. Just like the Super Bowl has Super Bowl week with the media, WrestleMania is at that level. I want to see how much, you know, the Super Bowl does at MetLife Stadium. Of course, certain seating arrangements are a little different from football to wrestling, but I want to see the amount of uh, income that it generates compared to WrestleMania because it'll be up there. It will rival it. I will certainly say that. And I'm excited for WrestleMania 30 in the Big Easy in New Orleans. I've been there before for wrestling for the Royal Rumble, so it won't be a first time, so it'll be very exciting to see uh, and witness 
the festivities in a party town such as New Orleans. So that's extremely exciting. And they'll be indoors in, in a dome now. So the crowd, you, you will definitely notice a difference in the crowd volume from the from this year's WrestleMania to next year's. And then, of course, capping off Monday Night Raw with Fandango and, uh, and Ziggler winning. What an incredible, like I said, incredible weekend. I know I'm being redundant here. Just You ride that high of WrestleMania, it's hard to come down off of it. So that will wrap up this edition of the WrestleMania 29 weekend here at Beyond the Bell. Hope I give you a little insight of what it's like to experience WrestleMania from you know from a diehard fan standpoint. Uh, I've met a lot of you here, and I'm so excited to experience WrestleMania 30. So we'll wrap it all up with some... Not some old school music. We'll wrap it up with a theme of the week. And since we're talking present day wrestling, of course, let's end with a present day theme. And there's only one theme we have to end off with. You know what it is. It was sung on Monday night, even after the showing off the air. Let's wrap it all up with da 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 da. All right, I'll stop after that. All right, so we'll wrap it all up with some Fandango until our next edition of BTB. It'll be number 99 as we lead up to the big episode, number 100. We'll talk more about that next week. We'll get back to the grind with our typical old school themes for you next week. So until then, fans, this is your personal ring announcer, Sean Beckerman, signing off. And I'll see you at the matches. (laughs) 